Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? Good evening and welcome to Shaw Locals Bears Insider Podcast. I'm Kyle Neighbors. This is Sean Hammond, and I'm not even going to waste time getting into Proverbs because, I, Sean, I just didn't expect this today, man. I didn't expect it at 4.30 or 4.45, whatever time it was on this uh, fine Friday afternoon. But, uh, hey, we got some big Bears news, obviously, if you're here with us live or if you're listening later, you know the Bears have traded the number one overall draft pick. Yeah. Um, Sean, I mean, can you do me a favor? Break it down. Um, what is the haul? The haul is uh, – so the Bears traded back from number one. They get number nine from Carolina. Um, they also get number 61, I believe it was, Carolina's uh, uh, second-round pick. They, I, I believe they had two. It was the, the later of the two second-round picks. Um, and then they get a – First round pick next year and a second round pick in 2025. And then, of course, um, wide receiver DJ Moore. That is a, a huge, huge addition to this trade here. You know, Ryan Poles mentioned a couple of uh, a couple of weeks or not even a couple of weeks ago, 10 days ago, whatever it was at the combine that getting an additional player is on the table. And uh, he, he did that, Kyle, and he got a really good one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we go we came into the offseason thinking no or knowing how poor this free agent class was going to be um at wide receiver and and knowing that the Bears needed to make a big splash. And while there were a lot of guys I liked in the draft at wide receiver, um I I was, you know, wondering if that was a route to take or if, if they could pull off a trade for someone like DeAndre Hopkins, um, I'm blank, uh, uh, you know, uh, we've talked on this podcast about T Higgins, DJ Moore was a name that I'd seen bandied about, but I'll be honest. I just, it kind of wasn't on my radar. And when I saw the trade with Carolina that the bears had made this trade with Carolina, I wasn't surprised to see the trade. I was surprised when all of a sudden it kind of was, you know, I think Adam Schefter was the first to report, and I'm pretty sure it was, you know, you see all the picks and then DJ Moore at the end. And it's yeah, like, that, that, at the bottom and, of the tweet. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that's that's a hell of a throw in there. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I mean, I I would say I'm I'm less surprised. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm still a little surprised that DJ Moore was available. Um, because I think if it if you're the Bears, that's a no-brain, you know, and if you're looking for a player in return and you're looking at 
you know, we, we kind of had four teams targeted. We had the, the Texans at number two, the Colts at number four, the Raiders at number seven, and, and the Panthers there at number nine. And um, as far as like players who can instantly help what you need, I mean, DJ Moore is at the top of the list when you look at those four rosters and, and guys who, who could potentially be included in a trade. And um, the fact that, that uh, you know, he the Panthers made him available is a little bit surprising. They just signed him to a big uh, ex- extension last year. He's under contract through 2025. But, um, you know, they're they're kind of reshuffling things down there in Carolina. They're trying to get their quarterback clearly after this move. And um, so, so you know, that kind of changes the timeline for them. And maybe uh, DJ Moore keeping him was, was obviously less of a, a priority. And, and that really worked out to the Bears' favor. I uh, want to throw this up here from uh, my good buddy, Mike B. Had said, I am completely shocked DJ Moore was included in this. I would have done this deal without the future picks given he's included. When you say the future picks, Mike, are you referring to like the first rounder next year? Yeah, something? I think he's like, talking about probably. I, I mean, I, I, you, I think they needed a first rounder next year too. Even well, get, here's like, the thing: if if the Panthers were going to move up from number nine, it probably had to include a player, or you know, you're talking about the 24 and 25 first round picks because you're jumping down pretty far from one to nine if you're the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, really like DJ Moore. Like, you, you look at the level of production, um, the the physicality, the the speed. Um, I believe I, I I don't want to say someone dumb out of turn because I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure he has had a bit of issue with drops over the years. But then, like I, you look at some of the quarterbacks that have been going through the Carolina system these last few years, and the production DJ Moore has been able to put in. Uh, been able to, you know, put together in that offense um, with that quarterback play. It's it's quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a revolving door down there for for the Panthers at quarterback. Uh, his rookie year was Cam Newton's last year as the as the full time starter. Obviously, Cam at one point did come back and start a couple of games uh, more recently, but. Um, yeah, a revolving door down there at quarterback. Numerous, uh, you know, they've they've been one of those teams that has been trying over and over again to find a veteran who can who can stick and, and fill that role. Uh, some of the quarterbacks DJ Moore's been playing with: Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and uh, who who uh, can forget PJ Walker last year? Um, how many? Yeah, how many guys? How many guys? Or how many of those people on that list? can accurately get the ball downfield consistently. Not at, I don't think a single one of them, uh, you know, on a consistent basis. No, I'm, not on a consistent basis. Like T- Teddy is probably the best of the group. Teddy Bridgewater is not a bad quarterback. But, but he was in his prime. Right. Sure. But like, yeah, yeah. But like Ted, Ted, Teddy wasn't, and it's by the time he was in Carolina here recently, like he wasn't pushing the ball downfield. Um, so I, they weren't getting everything they could out of DJ Moore because of the limitations of their offense. Um, want to, uh, you know, before we go any further now, we'll slow down for a second. We're going to stick around here for 20, 30 minutes. Depends on how many people pop in. We're obviously doing this uh, breaking news here, just jumping on. It's already, a, you know, almost six o'clock on a Friday evening. So not sure how many people will be on with us, but already seeing some stuff come into the chat. If you are watching on YouTube, if you're watching on any of uh, Shaw Media's Facebook pages right now, you can throw a question or comment in the chat. 
Uh, we will try and get that to you. Torian, Ravi, uh, Zim Fearme, Mike B, of course, Alan, good to see all you guys in the chat so far. Um, you can go to shawlocal.com right now. We already have a story up. Sean went to work right away, giving you the background info on DJ Moore. And if you're wondering, hey, where's Hub? It's because Hub had furiously pounding away on a new column because he was just <laughs> finishing up his last free agency preview column. And as I was just getting ready to dial his number, the phone rang and he's like, I'm going to tear this up, aren't I? I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. So be looking out uh, on the lookout for that within the next couple hours. Hub's uh, initial take on this trade will be there. Um, Sean. All right, man, let's, let's let's slow it down and one more thing as i think about it if you are on youtube or if you come across this later and you're watching this back do us a favor give this a thumbs up subscribe to the page leave a comment tell a friend anyone that joins us it helps grow the channel makes us want to do this more it's much more fun when we're interacting with you guys instead of feeling like we're just talking to each other so it sure pre is. appreciate the help there CJ, good to see you popping in, man. Sean, I mean, where where do you want to go with this? Well, I, I do want to address, too, just the fact that not only are the Bears getting a, a really talented receiver and, you know, a, a, a haul of draft picks, but, you know, in getting DJ Moore, they're, they're really solving one of their major issues here, too. You know, that's one less position that you're going to have to worry about in free agency. And we've talked about how this is a really weak free agent class at wide receiver. And it's one uh, fewer priority in the draft. I mean, they can certainly still draft a, a wide receiver. They got 10 picks. I mean, I expect them to probably draft somebody, but it doesn't have to be a second round pick. It doesn't have to be a third round pick. You can save that for day three at this point, uh, because I think you got a pretty promising group with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, uh, you know, throw in Cole Komet at tight end. I mean, that's that's a, a promising group of pass catchers for Justin Fields. You know, the next thing to do here, because I'm already starting to think about that. That is a I want to definitely start diving into I, I the the thoughts of how they're going to align their wide receivers. Um, it's already racing through my head, but that's let's get to this first, which is I want to find his contact uh, contract, DJ Moore's contract, because that. I believe is a pretty sizable contract in terms of what the cap hit is going to be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but when you're talking about the bears have all the money in the world to spend. So it's not the end of the world. It's just, okay, how do you account for it here? So it looks like over the cap has already updated this uh, yeah. for after the trade. He's, they already got him on the bears here. Ooh, yeah. That's that's, I mean, it, his cap hit becomes 20.165 million dollars. So, I mean, that is, even with all the money the Bears have, that is a substantial chunk. So your, your $100 million in cap space next week is effectively down to 80. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that is, that is first world problems right there, if you're Ryan Poles. That's still, still the most in, in the NFL by a wide range. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, uh, Sam, good to see you. Uh, it's, uh. It's not an issue, but like I do know that there were some rumblings in league circles about like if DJ Moore had fully earned that level of contract. When it, I mean that's a that is a really big cap hit for. I mean I know wide receivers are getting paid, 
you know, that type of money now. That's where the league is going. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it does give me at least a bit of pause because DJ Moore, while I'm really high, he is not extend, extend, or ascended to that what I would feel is a level where he is worthy of a, a you know a cap number of twenty million. I think he very well could get there very easily. Yeah. Oh, he certainly can. And you know, I'm looking at what what OverTheCap.com has right now. I don't know. Uh, you know. I'm not quite sure they got this up pretty quickly, so I don't know where they're exactly getting this from, but I mean, it looks like, yes, it's a big cap number, uh, you know, this year, next year and in 2025, but you know, it's, it's a contract that you could get out of those last couple of years in 24 and 25. It's now that I look at that, as I read that again, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, the dead cap. So I don't, they got that up pretty quickly. So I don't know if that's necessarily accurate or not. Yeah, I mean, I these guys, they're pretty good at what they do. Yeah, I say they're pretty good at <laughs> what they do. Um, it just, I, I, what I guess I'm saying here now, now I, I almost wish I told Hub, uh, you know, worried about print deadlines, but you know, he knows a little bit more about the way these things are structured. It's just so odd to see the way that they, they I mean, they must have just front loaded a lot of the money in Carolina. I'm guessing what happened here which is fine for the Bears' sake here. I mean, if this is correct, then that's that's phenomenal. Then, like, I see Sam had popped in here, um, you know, 20 million cap hit, but they could restructure to create cap uh, more cap space, similar to what Miami did with Tyreek Hill today. They don't need to. So if, if, if this is right, what we're seeing on over the cap, um, and I believe, let's see. Now I'm over on Sport Track, and they have it as well updated, Sean. Similarly, yeah, one okay. So 2024, a dead cap hit of 1.1 million. Is that what you're seeing over on? Over yeah, the cap? if you were to cut or or trade him, yeah. yeah. So that would be so, yeah. I mean, you don't need to restructure because you, you got plenty of money to still go into free agency here, and then the money does is no longer an issue after this year, right? Yeah, if you were to want to get out of that, and yeah, and, which I mean. I, 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 if you're keeping a, him on the roster, a $16 million cap hit for a good wide receiver is is not is not that bad of a thing, right? And no. you're talking about the the cap's only going to go up in in the you know 24 and 25, so that's going to be a smaller percentage of your of your available space. Daniel Peek uh, checking in here uh, with a very good point. Carolina's pick will be extremely high. Yeah, next year that's also. that's another another thing, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, if assuming they're going to draft a quarterback, which is why they would make this move, you're going to have a rookie quarterback, and uh, you know, top receivers gone now. Uh, it could get it could get rough there that first season for for whoever they end up drafting. Yeah, the. You know, now that like this makes more sense when you think about it too, and you go back to the the Christian McCaffrey uh, McCaffrey trade, like that probably significantly increased the the availability of DJ Moore, and really uh, everything over the last what kind of it's just weird how things fall uh, fall in place in the NFL. Uh, sometimes uh, you look at Carolina, like they tried to keep this thing going. They made the coaching change. They made the trade for Sam Darnold. Like they, they tried to bring in bodies at quarterback with McCaffrey and these receivers. And, you know, like the, Robbie Anderson's a decent player. Like I thought Carolina, you know, just a couple of years ago was a team that was maybe not a Super Bowl contender, but I thought it was mm-hmm. a team that was going to be a playoff team. And then, 
you know, everything goes wrong for them. Like the quarterback, not surprisingly blew up. They end up trading McCaffrey and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, after signing DJ Moore to a big contract, you're, you're sending them away and, and giving up a haul of picks in the process. So you can, you know, try and fix your quarterback position. That's, it almost feels like it's the it's the, you're used to that being the Bears. Yeah, to to put yourself in that position and then having to fix past mistakes and and decisions not made in the past. You know, they they've had opportunities to draft quarterbacks in the past and they haven't done it. Um, were they one of the teams that passed on on Justin Fields? Uh, I can't. Yeah, they took. Offhand. They were uh, they were ahead of. Did they did they take J.C. Horn? Is that the that the, might that might be right. Um, yeah, so I mean, now you're you're rebuilding with. I don't know if they'd call it a rebuild. I don't whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, that did, this uh, this is a complete just tear it down of the studs yeah, is what Carolina and, is doing. And you know they're paying the price. They they won't have a first round pick next year um, because of it. But you know if they get this quarterback decision right, that's that's going to help a lot of things. Uh, CJ uh, pop in with isn't most of his guaranteed money is due this year, right? One thing that I'm always amused is when we're having stream of consciousness like this in a live stream. Um, I, I never see people, but like on the on the podcast version, sometimes they have to have thoughts like that, like what the hell are they talking about? But um, yeah, uh, CJ, we did figure that out eventually. Um, yeah, we're we're reacting like, to this uh, live here in the yeah, moment. You know? We are. Li- it's, it was literally like I had to scrap all of our like budgeted plans for our print products and what we were doing for kind of our bears content. Get all of it in and try and get online here. Like I've looked at no social media to see what like <laughs> fan reaction is, what national reaction is. Have you? Uh, have you seen anything, Sean? Like- uh, I mean, everything seems to be pretty positive towards the Bears. Uh, yeah, in terms of just the the number of assets they got in return for this top pick, uh, certainly DJ Moore uh, is is you know that's people seem to be pretty happy about that deal, given where the Bears wide receiving group was last year. I it, you look at everyone in our chat right now too, and it's it's awesome that it's filling in like this. We got a lot of new names, which. Given the, the the context of this news, isn't surprising. We love that you guys are joining us here on a Friday evening. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Go to shawlocal.com. We have content up already. Uh, your first look at DJ Moore. If you're just joining us, missed it. I also said uh, Hub will be up here in the next couple hours with his initial take. Go over to shawlocal.com. Make sure to get that out on social media. If you follow us at Bears underscore Insider. Uh, you can follow Sean at under uh, Sean underscore Hammond, myself at Kyle Neighbors, and you know where. Let's see, Sean, you go ahead. Where do you want to go next? Uh, man, I, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I do think that guys, you know, if if you got questions, comments, other thoughts, you know, throw them in the chat. Um, you know, Brian Poles has a heck of a lot of draft assets. You know, we we kind of expected Kyle that they might have another second round pick when, whenever they did deal this, this trade. Um, But, you know, you look at where they are now, number nine, um, you know, this is a, this is a pretty good draft class for, for edge rushers. Uh, You know, that's a position where they can still get a really good player at number nine. Uh, It looks like Rick here says O-line. That's another, uh, there's another one too, is, is if you want to tackle, they can probably get, a really good tackle there at number nine. Uh, so you have several options for, for what you want to do with that n- number nine overall pick. So there's a lot to unpack 
this changes. I mean, we knew a trade was coming at some point. It felt I, inevitable. Yeah, I just didn't expect the wide receiver to come with it, and it, it it changes the calculus of this so much. Because, like, let's one let's let's start with the fact of okay, uh, you how one how are you going to align these three guys? You got Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and DJ Moore. I'm interested one to figure out how these guys are going to fit into this offense. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Once you get past that, though, yeah, you you really start to narrow it down when the what the Bears are looking for in the draft. Like, could they get weird and and go off the board and go best you know athlete available or something like that? Possibly, but the most likely scenarios at this point are offensive line, defensive line, and edge rusher, which are good spots in this draft. One question I'll throw out to the chat, um, you know, when you look at the different trade partners, I, I mean, Sean, you mentioned what picks at two, four, seven, and nine, I believe were the options of teams that could be looking for a quarterback. Would, if you're, if you're a fan in the chat here, and I'll, I'll throw this question out. And of course, we don't even know if this deal would have materialized, but like, would you have rather had a chance at like number four with a better chance of it? elite edge rusher and not maybe gotten that wide receiver or is this okay to you like just give me you know the best player available at number nine give me dj Moore. i think that's um i think that is going to be an interesting debate at the end of the day because the pick the difference between like picking fourth and nine that i mean that when you're picking top five, you are usually picking a complete blue chip player. If you know what you're doing in the NFL, doesn't mean you can't find an incredible player at number nine, but there is a difference. Yeah, there's, there is a difference between picking, you know, in the top five and picking nine, but you know, it kind of comes down to what Ryan Pohl's draft board looks like, you know, how much does he value, uh, you know, where, where does he, how many, how many of those blue chip guys does he really see at the top of the draft? You know, can, are there only two or three versus are there maybe 10, 11, 12 guys who he'd be really happy with getting uh, with that first round pick? And, you know, it seems like that's, that's sort of where he's at, where, you know, he wouldn't have traded down that far if he didn't think he could still get a really good, valuable player. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, you, you throw DJ Moore into the mix, you know, you're, you're getting really two, two valuable players and obviously all those other picks as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think the more we talked about this, the more, and, and especially I think going down to the combine last week for me anyway, uh, you know, the more I felt like it was a possibility that they were going to move down further than, than the Colts further than, than we initially thought, because it just opens up so many more options. The more teams you're talking to, the, the, the more bites you're going to get, so to speak. And, um, you know, the Colts have been weird this whole offseason with Jim Irsay saying one thing and Chris Ballard trying not to say anything. And um, I, I'm not as surprised that they moved down this far as maybe I would have been like two, three weeks ago. I'm wondering if Jim Irsay, now that I think of that, I wonder, I'm wondering if Jim, Jim Irsay was just being Jim Irsay and throwing smoke signals out there or if he's just somewhere breaking things right I, now. I can absolutely see them just staying put right where they are and still getting a quarterback. I know that I, I'm saying, I, I wonder like what, like he's such an odd guy. Like I wonder yeah. if like his, 
if what he was putting out there about wanting the top pick was like legit, where like if they were involved, which at some point you assume that will leak out if they were. Yeah. Now that now that the Bears have made the deal, someone will have loose lips or and and Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or someone will will talk about how the Indianapolis Colts or someone else who you know was in on the bidding because mm-hmm. this is a pretty good haul. Um, I'm I feel pretty confident in saying that Ryan Poles was not working with one team here. Oh no, I would imagine there were multiple teams that were that were picking up the phone. And 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 if if and if there weren't, this trade wouldn't have been happening because like, you know, I didn't. I don't think most people that I spoke to that have you know any kind of insight into this. Uh, thought this trade was going to materialize in the near future. I mean, most people were looking at two, three, even four weeks before um, they felt that the bears were going to make a decision. So I'm guessing this means that it really heated up down the stretch here with multiple teams in the bidding. Yeah. And you know, I, I would think that the combine had something to do with that too. I haven't just gotten back, a couple of days ago from, you know, basically a big NFL convention where you can meet and actually talk to some of these GMs face to face. You know, that's going to that's going to spur conversation for Ryan Poles. And, uh, you know, it's it seems like he wanted to get this deal done before free agency. So he knows where he stands in the draft. And, you know, if if you want to do that, you can get that done. I mean, there's sure he could have waited and and maybe made some teams sweat it out a little bit and and you know, potentially gotten, uh, you know, maybe an extra pick in there or whatever by somebody getting desperate. But I, I don't necessarily think it was, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think it was necessary because he, he clearly still got a really good return for this pick. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, um, let's go to here. Um, so many things just running through my head that all the questions in here too. Sorry guys. It's kind of hard to keep up. So I don't want to get distracted by the chat. Sean, if you do see something in there that we really got to hit. Um, but yep. so we look at, you look at offensive line, let's go there quickly. And now again, so as this starts to the, the bears roster take shape wide receiver, check that off, right? The next I mean, wide receiver was terrible in free agency. And overall, this is one or one of the weaker free agent classes across the board that that we've seen in a while. Doesn't mean they're not good players, but it's definitely going to be a case of guys getting overpaid, even at offensive line, where there are some guys that I like. Those like those top guys are going to get too much money. They are. Yeah. I wonder how the Bears approach it now, because I, I don't believe Ryan Poles is going to just throw money around for the sake of throwing money around. You know, like I don't think they want to throw a large contract at, you know, um, what's his, I'm blanking out um, in Kansas city left tackle or the, the tackle Orlando Brown jr. Orlando Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Like very interesting player but it, I don't know if he's the type of guy you want to give the money he's going to get this offseason. You know what I mean? Particularly when you've now eliminated a position of need and you have these picks and offensive line is good in the draft. I'm, I don't know how he's going to approach free agency. Now I'm really, really fascinated to see what happens here. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, this is this is probably far too simplistic, but you you say, you know, tackle, offensive tackle, defensive end, and and defensive tackle. Those are your your clear three biggest needs. Um, you know, you have the the flexibility now to say address two of those in free agency and go got, go get one of them in the in the draft with that number nine pick. Now, obviously, you can't really control who falls to you in the draft, uh, so you know that leaves a lot up to chance there, but. Um, you know, I think that they're still going to spend big at a couple of positions. I don't think this changes that necessarily. Um, it, it changes, you know, they don't have to spend big at, at wide receiver as, as we've mentioned, you don't have to do that. And there wasn't really a great option to do that. No, God, it was uh, unless you're looking at Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith Schuster. I don't know who you would spend big money on. And I don't know that those guys would really be the bang for your buck that you're looking for. Well, so Ravi with the perfect segue for where I wanted to take this because Ravi says, what would you guys think if the Bears went running back Bajan Robinson at nine? Now, f- first off, Sean, um, I'll say this. I I think anyone who's listened to this show knows that I don't think you should be taking running backs high. And I really, really like Bajan Robinson spending the number nine overall pick on him. And I do think he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. I don't think that would be a wise move for the bears. I think their resources would be better um, used on the lines at edge rusher and look for a, a running back in those mid rounds. I mean, it may be as early as the second round um, because that's where I wanted to go next, Sean, because mm-hmm. While I was off uh, on vacation last week, the franchise tag came out and I didn't expect the the Bears to be on someone like Saquon Barkley, but I also was a bit surprised to see Saquon Barkley tagged. Josh Jacobs was tagged. I didn't think the Bears would be in on him. Tony Pollard absolutely shocked me being tagged. And I, I, I love Tony Pollard more than just words can even describe. I think anyone, again, that listens knows that. But that's three pretty decent names off the board like david montgomery is there i would hate a miles sanders signing i like i just i i liked miles sanders coming out of college i just did not see anything in philly that i i believe you and your prediction had it up there by the way that's another thing i can plug um you can go to shawlocal.com. We're probably going to need to update that after this, aren't we? Uh, the free yeah, agent stuff. <laughs> uh, we had a free agent preview, and I believe it was a you had a projection of uh, maybe like forty million for for Miles Sanders. I want to say yeah, something off-hand. like that. And like, I just don't think he's worth that money. So like, then I start going back. Like now, you look at where things are settling in, and I'm like, you go back to David Montgomery here and try and get a deal done. Uh, you're talking about like this weekend before he hits free agency. Yeah, like are are you trying to beat this? I mean, because yeah. what if, are you are or are you? I mean, because you have the money. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's good. Like, he's not elite. I don't know what we're talking about money wise. Remember, we we talked about this like a year ago. It looked like Joe Mixon money, and then he comes off this subpar season in a contract year. He ends up injured at the end. Not his fault. Was it at the end? I can't remember. Now it's running together. Um, but yeah, missed time. Yeah, and, missed, missed a little bit of time. Missed a little yeah. time last year. Yeah, and then so you're like, all right, that drives his number down. But then those three running backs get franchise tag. Yeah, 
And I wonder, does that push his price back up? Because there's going to be more teams. Look, but how many teams, again, are paying running back? There's not a lot of teams that are given big money, big money contracts to running back. So no, there's not. And a lot of them are usually extending their own guys. Uh, the, yeah. the biggest ones. Um, but you know, you go back and look at, you look at the, the body of work and, and sort of what David Montgomery has averaged over his four year career. And I think you can still make an argument that he should be getting Joe Mixon type money. I think he could push $12 million a year. Um, and I don't think that the bears, I don't think Ryan Poles wants to spend that type of money on a running back. And, and that's why I don't think, you know, I think David Montgomery and Miles Sanders will wind up with somewhat similar uh, yearly averages, you know, whatever they sign. Obviously my uh, Miles Sanders is coming off a little bit better season most recently. I, I think, um, I don't know how, how I, this is where I got a caution myself because the, the perception of the public and the perceptions of NFL front offices are often two very different things. Yep. And I think the public perception is that Miles Sander, particularly because of his, where he was drafted compared to David Montgomery is a much better back, you know, maybe higher mm-hmm. upside back. And I actually don't think that's the case. And I don't know how NFL teams are going to evaluate them. I don't know in terms of running style, in terms of, you know, tread left on the tire like i it, it, sam sam rush checking in here with this is the deep draft at running back why overpay for anyone and it's because i'm wondering if you don't like you know if you're not overpaying for for david montgomery you know and again if you can solidify an above average guy at a discounted price in this market like david montgomery with david i mean david montgomery and khalil herbert did seem like a pretty good pairing back there sean they did. I'm not. I'm not convinced that, that David Montgomery is looking to sign at a discounted price, though. I think that would have happened already. Yeah. And you know, just just the optics of you know him taking photos with his family out at Soldier Field after the the last game of the season. I I just feel like he's been ready to hit the free agent market and get as much money as he possibly can. I hope he gets it. Um, I don't think the deals the big deal is going to be there, but I mean it. When there's just not a lot of big free agent deal for running backs, right? Like teams are there's loading. Not, no, but, but you know what? He might be the best. These two guys that we're talking about are the two best left on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe that does push his number up and you bring the conversation back to the bears. I mean, you you're now after this trade, you've got uh, two second round picks. You've got number 53 and number 61. And then you're picking again at number 64 uh, with the first pick in the third round. I mean, if you want to get a running back, if, you know, we, we think this is a deep, deep running back class uh, draft class, you know, you're going to have some options there in that range. If you want to get a, a guy to pair with Khalil Herbert. And I personally feel like that's more what Ryan Poles wants to do. That's more how he wants to build his team. Uh, just because of where he's coming from. I mean, we haven't seen the Chiefs spend big money on a running back in in uh, like seven, eight years. Yeah, I mean, I love the way they they organize their their system. I listen. I have no problem if the Bears go that route. I prefer they go that route. But with the way this is developing, I think you know, like 
I'm I'm giving David Montgomery more of a thought than I expected to be because of this trade going into free agency next week. Um, okay, there's let's see a few things in here to hit as we do want to get out of here soon. Got to get back to some of this content, get it all up to shawlocal.com. Uh, Alan had a question. Um, says, does this change who Bears will extend wide receiver, quarterback, tight end? Sean, what do you think there? I lean towards no. I still think – I think Cole Komet is a guy that they're going to try to extend before the season. I think Darnell Mooney is also in that that discussion. I think Chase Claypool has to play out the season, and, and you got to see what he, he really provides next year. Um, he's another guy who's on an expiring deal. Um, and then, I mean, quarterback, you don't, you, you have the option that you have to decide the fifth year option after next season. So uh, you have a little time on that. Yeah, they're not. Justin, I, I, I don't see any way Justin Fields is getting new money this year. Um, I agree with you uh, on your assessment of uh, Komet. I think he's by far the most likely of, of Mooney and Claypool of getting the extension this off season. Uh, I, you know, I, I would say, you know, if I had put odds on it or a percentage on it, I would say probably like 60, 65% chance Cole Komet gets something done. Like it just, the way he's playing, the way he kind of took off this year, the way the bears speak of him, um, that just seems like a good marriage right now. So um, I think they'll probably get a deal done with him. Mooney, like forty percent chance. Like you know, it's certainly I, I, less. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do think that he's shown enough that, and he's they like his 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 leadership abilities as well off the field. That I think it's realistic that they could extend him. I don't think there's any chance with the way things went with Claypool. Um, to me, like this is I don't I don't want to write Chase Claypool off. Um, and maybe I shouldn't say like this is a sign that they don't trust Chase Claypool, but this is a sign they don't trust Chase Claypool, right? Like I love I love Chase Claypool. I like when they made the trade; it didn't yeah. work. They're now trying to make sh- like they they know they can't rely on it. They're going to give it a chance, but they know they can't rely on it. Yeah, they know they can't. Re- that's a great way of putting it, Kyle. They they know they can't rely on just Mooney and Claypool and and you know some other third wheel to get it done. So they went out and got DJ Moore and. Uh, I would say my one concern with, you know, the Darnell Mooney thing, like, you know, I, I think they, for, for most reasons, the answer would be yes, extend him. I, I would just caution because he's a, he's a small dude. And we saw it last year, you know, obviously injuries aren't really something you can control, but when you're a smaller guy and you get rolled up on by a big lineman or whatever, you know, you break your ankle and you're out for the rest of the season. Um so that's that's the one concern with with Mooney is is he's he's not a big dude and um, maybe they do want to want to play it out between uh, uh, play it out with with Mooney and Claypool and whoever has a good year is coming back something like that. I mean, so, that's when you hear coaches talk about creating competition. That's that it. Is, <laughs> that is creating competition, and for God, I, it, who wants it, the bag? <laughs> I, I I hate it so much when they're talking about creating competition, and like you look at the roster, and you're like, we're not dumb. Like there's 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 no competition here. Like they're the Bears. Ryan Poles Ryan Poles is starting to create some depth on this team, though. And when you look at the amount of draft picks that he's going to go into this 
uh, with in, in this free agent class or the, the money they're going to go into free agency, even though, like I said, I don't expect them to spend huge now. Um, this is going to be a lot deeper team come the 2023 season opener, Sean. Yeah, and I think you'll feel a lot better about what this passing game could be because obviously it wasn't good last year. And, and you know, when, when Claypool and Mooney were both hurt in December, it was really, really bad at that wide receiver spot. And if you got three guys who you think can be pretty good, I mean, that really – that really is a, is a buffer there. If, if one guy goes down with an injury, you still have options. Uh, all right. Uh, Derek, I saw this question come in uh, several times. Derek Smith uh, joining us from Facebook. Derek, nice to have you. Think you're a first time uh, commenter here. So thank you very much. He said, any chance you think the bears offer a trade for Deandre Hopkins? Uh, I know some other people in the chat had mentioned that earlier. Sean, I, I thought a DeAndre Hopkins trade um, was pretty unlikely to begin with. It just, his age and profile did not, and, and the contract, um, those things to me just seem like a disaster waiting to happen. It could work out, but too many times in the NFL, that blows up in your face. Yeah, I think the idea of getting a, a DJ Moore who's he's 25 right now, he'll be 26 by the time next season starts. You know, he's under contract for a couple of years and he's still young. I think that is much more appealing. Um, you know, before today, I, I would have said maybe at this point, I don't think there's any any possibility of that. I don't see that happening at, at this point. I mean, I think you're pretty happy with with Mooney and, and Moore and Claypool and that combination moving forward. What's who else is under contract? They signed Equinemius St. Brown to the one year extension. St. Brown's under contract. Bayless um, Jones, obviously, under Bayless contract. Bayless Jones is under contract. Nikhil so, Harry is a free agent. So, we're uh, Dante Pettis is a free agent. Uh, Byron Pringle is also a free agent. So, we're at five wide receivers now. Right, they have. Is that at least five, yeah. five wide receivers? There might be a, like a futures guy in there or something, but yeah, five. Yeah five uh, guys who, who you expect to compete for active roster spots. Yeah. So I, they're, they're not going to make, uh, they're not making a trade for Deandre Hopkins after something like that. Um, what I would expect at the wide receiver position, you'll probably see one or two veteran free agents in the same kind of mold that you saw last year. Um, I could see them getting like a cheap, you know, buy low type guy. Yeah, I could see, I could even see them, I could, I don't know, like Michael Hardman, like what he's in for. I haven't looked at anything like that for wide receivers because the, but like he's the type of speed, you know, that they don't possess really. Like more, mm -hmm. I get more fat, but like, you know, Hardman is that kind of just elite speed guy. Yeah. I, I could see them doing something like that in free agency, but I think it's more going to be kind of, wait out the first wave of free agents, sign a couple of veterans, and then, you know, mix and match in the draft with a couple guys, probably in the mid to late rounds, and that'll be their wide receiver core. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I think Nicole Hardman might get more money than we expect or, or you know, more more years than, than we expect uh, just because it's, it's wide receiver in the NFL. It's wide receiver in the NFL, I mean, and he's coming. Christian. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, and yeah, uh, I know yeah. his 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 numbers weren't fantastic last year, but he's been pretty productive for that Chiefs offense. Yeah, uh, I will put 
nothing past any NFL team with wide receivers in free agency after the Christian Kirk deal last year. And again, like Christian Kirk played pretty well, but like that deal showed we really have entered a new era of, of NFL free agency when it comes to the way teams are going to spend on wide receivers. Uh, the contracts that are getting out or are, are being handed out to these wide receivers are it's, it's, it's a different stratosphere than even five years ago. So, um, you know, I, I, it's, Kyle, that's, that's why you're seeing teams go out and get their guys via trade. I mean, that's been the big story kind of the last two off seasons is, you know, these Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams trades, uh, not, you know, I wouldn't throw DJ Moore's name up with those guys, but similar idea. Like, you know, if you don't want to overpay, if you don't see the right guy in free agency, go get him somewhere else. All right. We're, uh, we should get out of here, Sean. It's uh six 30 on a Friday. It's about time to go get a beer, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure bear fans, everyone in the chat's already probably cracked a beer celebrating yeah, this. Celebrate. Trade. So, so everyone, it was awesome that you jumped on here. Stick with us this weekend. Like I said, the DJ Moore piece is already up. Hub is coming up uh, to shawlocal.com here pretty soon. Check that out tonight. Check it out over the weekend. Make sure you visit us. We got free agency starting. When is uh, the uh, the opening? Uh, the 11 a.m. on Monday is when uh, teams can officially begin calling players and vice versa. Ah, so the the mayhem will begin at 11, 11 a.m. Central. Yes. So I'm not sure when we're going to fit another one of these live streams in because I feel like we got to be careful when we do it because if we do it, it's going to be out of date within yeah, an hour. That's a great point. <laughs> so not going to make a, a, a set date yet, but we will be, we'll be back soon. This. We'll be back with you guys next week to talk free agency. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Enjoy a really surprising trade that we didn't see coming. Uh, for Sean Hammond, I am Kyle Neighbors. This is the Shaw Local Bears Insider Podcast. Talk to you guys later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.